show today because I'm pretty spent um, in regards to time because uh, unexpected things happened today and I want to recap for those that didn't catch it uh, live after the case. Um, I felt like I went through the ringer. Um, I had with me um, beside listening to me speak unable to <laughs> I had a lawyer listening to me speak and he told me that I did a good job. The one thing I can tell you is may God have mercy on all these people and what they're doing. So this morning at 11, um, when I hopped onto the call, an unknown woman stated her name. And I said, who that? Turns out it was a woman that's representing the defendants. They hired a massive law firm using taxpayer dollars to protect themselves. Because obviously within my lawsuit, I reference crimes that they've committed. One is rigging the Vaximilian lottery. What are the odds that the only winning child in the state of Ohio comes out of a school district where the guy on the board uh, works for the Ohio Lottery Projects, number one. Number two, they hired a superintendent with no input from the parents that forced his previous school where he was assistant superintendent to kneel to the BLM, uh, you know, beat of the drum during football. CRT all over. Now, we all know that the teachers unions push this. I said it, but yesterday it was announced through different reporting and the New York posted a couple days ago, all their emails, pulling them out that they were blackmailing the CDC and the White House demanding. And the policies were actually written out by the Federation of the, the Teachers Union Federation, American Federation of Teachers, whatever. We all know it's not based on science. So anyway, at 11, that happened. And the judge comes on and starts saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. He, they filed a motion in the morning. They filed new appearances in the morning. But I, as a citizen in the people's court, have no access to that information because I'm not allowed because I'm not a lawyer. And therefore, I tell the judge, this is not fair and this is not just. 
I do not have the same privileges as these attorneys. I should have the same privileges to be able to obtain those documents in the same timely fashion they do. He says, no, 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 no. I, I know, I know. Maybe they could send it to you with email, which they did. And then he said, so you can read over it. And I was like, we're not having a hearing with me just receiving the documents. I feel fine that on the merits of my TRO, I can, I can uh, argue my TRO. I'm going to tell you that judge had me citing laws, case laws. Like I was Googling frantically to respond because he was holding me to the same standard as these lawyers. And that was really upset. It felt like he had already made up his mind. But he said, well, you know, maybe till 3.30. And obviously I'm only a human being. So we got off the phone at about noon. I start working and I tapped uh, a couple friends so we can um, look into things. And God, Russell, he's doing all this with no pay. I really wish Russell had a foundation <laughs> or something so we can support him because he's not, he's doing this. Every single thing that he's dropped an eyelash on, he's doing out of his own pocket, just like Stephen Petty and myself. No one is, you know, anyway. So the judge said, let's reconvene at 3.30 to talk about the TRO and the motion to dismiss. I was like, no, we can talk about the TRO. So I file a document. Hold on. Maybe I can share it with you, but I can just read it out to you, actually. Um, and, and then I'll share it in the chat um, once I get it done. They were saying that I have no merits, uh, no hope on the merits, and that, you know, it should be dismissed because I have no standing. Well, it turns out the science was in my favor. I filed all the science. I even refuted portions of their science, right? So because they couldn't refute the science, right, they started attacking the fact that I couldn't represent my child. I, I believe I have standing as a parent. And I, I posted in the chat some very well articulated statement and, and, and citing an exemption to that really bad law of uh, why I should have standing. And so I'm hoping that, um, you know, the judge takes that on. Well, I told him after, uh, after the three thirty case that I was going to email it to him, uh, the exact citation, just in case I misspoke. Um, the judge was not very kind to me. He was, I made it clear that he was being extremely aggressive toward me and very nice to the attorney, asking him to cite his laws. I'll tell you out the gate, the guy started saying, well, on social media, he started off with that. No one referenced any social media. No one referenced any hearsay or videos or doctors or this or that. I stuck with the actual subject matter experts and I stayed professional and I maintained that course. It was them that were, you know, oh, you know, and it's, it's, it's status quo. It's, and I, and, and I, you know, when I got my rebuttal, I was like, doesn't matter if it's status quo, that's not the law, right? We have to follow the law. And these are constitutional violations. These, we have to follow the law, right? We just have to follow the law. And I stuck to that. Now I had replied right before, um, right before, um, the case was heard and I asked the judge um, to uh, the motion for the temporary restraining order and the motion to dismiss to be bifurcated based on rule 7.1 um, because I am supposed to be afforded time to respond to a motion to dismiss. The court allows me 30 days, sometimes just 14, regardless, two hours, three hours for a pro se litigant, totally not enough. And I made it clear they have an army of attorneys across Cleveland, Columbus and Toledo, and they're all working together. And it's just me, one pro se litigant. How is that even fair? So I made that clear. And then I also asked that the plaintiff temporary restraining order will prevail on merits. And I cited why, and I cited science, and I also cited um, some other law. And then I also went to, to go ahead that they're consistently and constantly referencing information that's out of date um, because uh, as I made the argument, science is not static, it evolves. Years ago, giving infants heroin for teething was considered status quo until studies were conducted years later to address irreparable harm it caused. Years ago, asbestos was deemed safe and status quo. Years later, it was discovered through studies that irreparable harm was done. Therefore, science is not something static, right? We've had a year 
And as of July 2021, studies have been published indicating physical harm and the ineffectiveness of masks, consistent with OSHA and IAHA that are indicated in Exhibit Q. Yeah, I mean, they had Exhibit A. I wanted to be special. And I showed a couple screenshots on that. Then I said that they were selectively, uh, they, they had selective data, aka cherry picking. And I said that Exhibit Q demonstrates in multiple areas how the CDC itself negates its st statements in footnotes and further down the page. One example was cited on a specific page. Um, I said they're not referencing subject matter experts such as the AIHA. Um, I, I had the science down packed. And I also said that I've requested a full FOIA source email and it anticipates a subpoena May Mayfield City School District for communications between themselves and the Ohio Federation's Teachers Union as part of evidentiary discovery for my complaint. In addition, per my original filing, I demonstrated that their policies are financially incentivized with ARP and ESSER funds, which raises further concerns of these policies erroneously citing misinformation or selective information from non-subject matter are experts in respect to the health of my child and all children within the district. And then I further stated that, hey, they cited tightly fitting mask. That's not a cloth mask. It's an N95, which requires a pulmonary function test in order to have one. So I made those points um, in a document just as a guideline while I was talking to the judge. So I had everything down packed. The science was perfect. They were coming out with fruity ass stupid arguments like status quo, the other districts are doing it, the Ohio Health Department and this. And I said, it doesn't matter. Irreparable harm is assumed when any constitutional right is violated. So I reinforced it, reinforced it. Um, so the one thing that I did cite where the judge gave me a holy shit remark um, and it was so subtle. And I was like, oh, damn, I guess I got to do this now is that I found one constitutional law within the state of Ohio that makes all mask mandates, vaccination requirements, mandates or anything completely unconstitutional in the state of Ohio. One of them. And tomorrow morning, there's going to be I don't know how many I need for a class action, but I'm going to Google it and find out. I've got a shit ton of people in Ohio putting their name on it. And we're going to file a stay statewide. Any private public entity cannot compel you to wear a mask or vaccinate or test you or take your temperature or anything. Guys, it's awesome. And so this, this is going to be awesome because there is no discussion on the language. It clearly spells out exactly what we need to target it. Now, the saying is that if you win in Ohio during elections, then you win the election. But this is why I'm saying this is going to be quite a bloodbath in the sense of, okay, the judge's hands are tied. If it's spelled with the exact language, how can he interpret plain ass fucking English, that's one sentence. One fucking sentence. He can't. And it's all right there. So right now, we're crafting that. We've got diggers pulling up case law so we can file as much case law as we want. We're going to keep that under wraps. I'm not sharing that with you guys yet because I want to file it tomorrow. But I want you to know that the next step, once this goes in, first of all, the Ohio Constitution clearly spells it out. There's one specific spot. Next, the judge will have to uphold it. But here's the problem. The state legislature, I, I am telling you this now so you can see it, will actually try to remove that section of the Ohio Constitution. They will convene, and this is where it's going to get ugly. They're going to try to change the Constitution so they can comply. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to say, you know, the lawyers who were like, the Cleveland Clinic says nobody gives a fuck who the Cleveland Clinic is. I don't give a shit. That's like saying Pfizer. Same shit. Different name, different title. Right? These people were losers. Like, if they were my lawyers, I would have fired them. Because they were coming up with soft-ass, stupid arguments. Like, you know, all hit points, TV talk points, no facts. Right? I use facts. It's a matter of law. It's status quo. And I told the judge, it doesn't matter if it's status quo. The law is the law. Period.
So I stuck with that. My lawyer says I did good. We'll see. I can't find one fucking attorney in Ohio that will at least appear on behalf of my daughter, not me, so that they don't throw out my TRO on the merit that I can't represent her. Now, I fought that representation, and I think God's putting me through that because I'm telling you now, with what Biden announced and what's coming, how many parents out there can afford an attorney? Oh, and guess what? If I can't fucking find one right now, how scarce will they be later? Parents are not allowed to represent their kids. Therefore, the parents that are on assistance that live paycheck to paycheck will definitely get their kids fucking taken by the government, stuck into camps, jabbed as they want because they can't represent their rights because the, the case law says so. Right. Judges have decided in cases, corporate cases, that parents should not be representing their children. That should terrify every each and every fucking one of you. And this should be news from top to bottom. But no one talks about it. I'm fighting because I had a cop out. I was going to win this case. Do you know how I was going to win this case? Cop out to say, hey, I've got standing, so I'm going to withdraw my TRO and I'm going to slot in, uh, you know, a recommendation to schedule a preliminary injunction. I would have won that, but here's the problem. That would have been a, that would have been a win for me. Cause then it would have been a slam dunk, no TRO, but I would have gotten an injunction, a hearing with evidence and fucking subpoena, but I didn't do that. Do you know why? Cause it's important for someone to fight for those parents that have no clue what is going on. Those parents that will have no money to defend their children because the judge says so. And you think if you got 20 grand in the bank, that's going to save you? Fuck no. There's not going to be one lawyer out there that won't do it for under 150K to represent your kid. So your kid won't be jabbed. You'll be fine. So all the rich kids will be fine. And everybody else that can't afford 150 grand for a retainer, their kid's not. They're not allowed to represent their kids. That's the point. That's why I'm fighting it. So if I lose my TRO because I can't find any fucking attorney in Ohio, I would say, you know what? I want to step in because this isn't fair. Or how much do you have? Here's two grand. That's all I got. Let's go. Here's three grand. That's all I got. Let's go. None of them will do it. None of them. And that tells you everything you need to know. But it doesn't matter. I don't need one to step in. God's going to fucking step in. And I'll tell you what. If that judge strikes the TRO down, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to fucking win. He can, he can do whatever he wants. I'm still going to win. The facts are the facts. The court record is the court record. And guys, I urge you for anyone that can pull that court record. You're going to be like, damn, that's really fucked up. That's if the court reporter actually documented the really snide comments that were made or how he was holding me to the same fucking standard as lawyers. These pricks, they get a hundred thousand dollar retainer to tell someone that they don't have the right to represent their kids. And the thing is, when the lawyer came in, he came in like, you know, so many people on social media. That was his first freaking phrase. See, um, you know, the things that they think is science and it's such a hot topic. And I was like, I wasn't angry. I was actually robotic, compartmentalized and had everything set out. I know how to compartmentalize my feelings. Shit, I'm still here after the shit I went through in 2019. If I didn't know how to compartmentalize, I would have fucking hung myself. So I compartmentalized my feelings while I was going through the case. I was shocked at the behavior, at the uh, very unofficial process. The fact that the judge was starting the case without even looking at my documents and said, yeah, whatever, let's just talk. And the fact that he was entertaining a motion that I didn't even get time to respond to because they tried to fucking, you know, leapfrog my TRO and just say, yeah, fuck her TRO and dismiss the whole fucking thing because she doesn't have standing. And I know normally if you fail your TRO, you're more likely going to fail your preliminary injunction, but that's not the case because then I'll have a lawyer presenting for the preliminary injunction by then because hopefully Russell will be able to file and be part of the Ohio bar and, you know, I'll have, you know, landed in some big fat lottery ticket where I can fly him and do all these things. That's what happens. It's going to happen. I don't give a shit. It's going to happen. Now, tomorrow what's going to happen is going to shake him up. Tomorrow is going to be a really big Constitution Day. Tomorrow, Ohio is going to be on their toes. It's going to put within the jurisdiction of the state of Ohio, no private or public business can enforce any of this shit. And it's a kill shot. 
I didn't want to file it until next week because I was using it in this case. But I guess I am. And there's going to be a train load of Ohioans that are putting their name on it too. So that way they're standing for at least one of them. Did your job mandate a vaccine? Done. Are you forced to take a test in order to work? Done. Are you forced to take your temperature and provide a test and fucking do cartwheels to, to work or go somewhere? Done. I'm sure most people are going to have stamping. So we're just going to throw in as many. I I don't know. Has there ever been a pro se class act? I mean, it's literally going to be a one pager and like 20 pages of fucking case law. It's I'm telling you, the law itself is literally one sentence. And then how it's defined is the nail. Final nail on the coffin is the definition. It's like, it's so beautiful. And the thing is, no one would have ever seen it because you would never think that that law would be pertaining to this bullshit. It had nothing to do with it. The title doesn't. It's like, and the thing is, a big attorney asked me, how'd you find it? And I, and I, and I told him, yeah, you know, just, you know what it is? It's God. Because you know what? I was looking at other articles within that constitution. And when I get upset, I'm sure a lot of you, when you're reading something, you're clicking, highlighting, clicking, highlighting, you know, that obsessive thing that we do. Well, I, I, what I do is between documents, I just click on the left, right, left, right, um, to stimulate going between pages and boom, this, this thing appears and I don't even look at the title. I'm just looking at the text. I'm like, what? And I'm like, what is this? Am I in another state? Is this federal? What is this? And I'm like, dang. So I get on the phone with a bunch of attorneys. Dang. I get on the phone and I'm like, all right, secret weapon, keep it in the pocket. And then now we pull it out. God gave it to me. It's not, I'm telling you the title. You'll be like, what the fuck is this? It was perfect. Kill shot for all of them. Can't change the constitution that fast. Right. But when they do it, that's going to be a problem because no matter what we hear right now, because I want us to watch this together. I want you to see pure evil together. I told you there's a boot in your face in October. I told you it was going to get really, really bad, didn't I? I told you that. Well, here you go. Let's watch evil in motion together. Good evening, my fellow Americans. I want to talk to you about where we are in the battle against COVID-19, the progress we've made and the work we have left to do. And it starts with understanding this. Even as the Delta variant 19 has COVID-19 has been hitting this country hard, we have the tools to combat the virus. If we can come together as a country and use those tools, if we raise our vaccination rate, protect ourselves and others, with masking, expanded testing, and identify people who are infected. We can and we will turn the tide on COVID-19. Okay, so let's just stop right there. We have vaccines, masks, right? But identify those that are infected. How are you going to identify them unless they present themselves with symptoms or get tested? Pay attention. It'll take a lot of hard work. It's going to take some time. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is. He says he's frustrated. So he just put a target on every unvaccinated person's back. And the number's quite small because it's way bigger than that. Safe, effective and free. You might be confused about what is true, and what is false about COVID-19. So before I outline the new steps to fight COVID-19 that I'm going to be announcing tonight, let me give you some clear information about where we stand. So now he's just alienated. Americans have decided to not take the vaccine and he's frustrated. And he's already stated to you that they will, they need to determine who's infected. I mean, this is such a bad virus. We need to find out who's infected because you don't die fast enough, or you don't have symptoms. So we need to target you. Look at him. First, we have we've made considerable progress in battling COVID-19. I became president, about 2 million Americans were fully vaccinated. 
Today, over 175 million Americans have that protection. Before I took office, we hadn't ordered enough vaccine for every American. Just weeks in office, we did. The week before I took He took credit for what Trump did, saying, I did that. Only 2 million were vaccinated before I became president. That's because that's when they got the emergency use authorization, right? Oh, and I ordered enough vaccines because we didn't have enough. That's because not all of them were approved. You approved some other motherfuckers afterwards. Took office on January 20th of this year. Over 25,000 Americans died that week from COVID-19. So if they're going to lie about stupid shit like this, that's obviously provable. Imagine what else they're lying about. Last week, that grim weekly toll was down 70%. And then three months before I took office, our economy was faltering, creating just 50,000 jobs a month. We're now averaging 700,000 new jobs a month. Wait a minute. Didn't the previous job report show that there aren't enough people working? Where is he getting these numbers? More lies. In the past three months. This progress is real. But while America is much better shaped than it was seven months ago when I took office, I need to tell you a second fact. We're in the tough stretch and it could last for a while. Highly contagious Delta variant that I began to warn America about back in July spread late summer like it did in other countries before us. You mean you uptick the Pfizer vaccine because you force people to think that they had to, mostly students at colleges. So they're actually creating something that's causing pneumonia-like symptoms and getting people sick, mostly vaccinated people sick. While the vaccines provide strong protection for the vaccinated, we read about and hear about and we see the stories of hospitalized people, people on their deathbeds, among the unvaccinated over the past few weeks. This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Another target on your back. You are causing the pandemic. And it's caused by the fact that despite America having unprecedented and successful vaccination program, despite the fact that for almost five months, free vaccines have been available in 80,000 different locations, we still have nearly 80 million Americans who have failed to get the shot. He's upset. People better catch you and you better take it because you are now a threat to the nation. To make matters worse, there are elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19. Instead of encouraging people to get vaccinated and mask up, they're ordering mobile morgues for the unvaccinated dying from COVID in their communities. You mean they're ordering mobile morgues to liquefy people that will not comply? This is totally unacceptable. Third, if you wonder how all this adds up, here's the math. The vast majority of Americans are doing the right thing. Nearly three quarters of the eligible have gotten at least one shot. Wait a minute. So in his first point, the unvaccinated are the problem. His second point, the unvaccinated are creating a pandemic. The third one, again, targeting the unvaccinated. But one quarter has not gotten any. That's nearly 80 million Americans not vaccinated. And a country as large as ours, that's 25% minority. That 25% can cause a lot of damage, and they are. The unvaccinated overcrowd our hospitals or overrunning emergency rooms and intensive care units. Um, I don't see a lot of unvaccinated running to any fucking doctors right now because we're terrified of them giving us COVID and venting us and holding us against our will. So that kind of sounds dumb because wasn't it? Well, we'll play that clip later. Leaving no room for someone with a heart attack or pancreatitis or cancer. And fourth, I want to emphasize that the vaccines provide very strong protection from severe illness from COVID-19. I know there's a lot of confusion and misinformation, but the world's leading scientists confirm that if you are fully vaccinated, your risk of severe illness from COVID-19 is very low. 
In fact, based Hold on. Let's have an intermission and talk about that for a second. Your risk of dying from COVID or getting sick from COVID is severely low, he says. Well, there was actually one person that said something completely different. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Get uh, what's going on in West Virginia? Hold on. I need to get this West Virginia thing up. You got to see what the governor of West Virginia said because it was super weird. Because it totally contradicts whatever Biden is saying right now. What do you mean? That's those are the ones. Take a listen to this. Hold on. Let's get this up. Let's get this up. This is important. This is very important. Because it seems like he's saying things uh, that what's going on in West Virginia, but uh, West Virginia is seeing a twenty-six percent increase in positive cases of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. We'll read that one more time. West Virginia is seeing a 26% increase in positive cases in people that are fully vaccinated and a 21% increase in breakthrough cases requiring hospitalization for people that are fully vaccinated. We have also seen a 25% increase in deaths of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. Now, that's not a 25% increase of, of the total numbers or whatever. It is a 25% increase of deaths of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. That's so weird because it totally contradicts what Biden's saying, where he's telling you, well, he lied about things that he shouldn't have lied about. They've been lying about shit like his puppy and all this rubbish, right? So they've been lying about stupid shit. You think this is the truth? Based on available data from the summer, only one out of every 160,000 fully vaccinated Americans was hospitalized for COVID per day. I guess they didn't take any data from West Virginia or Florida or Ohio or across the nation where the vaccinated are the ones that are dying, right? And then they're blaming people that are unvaccinated for them dying. But you got the vaccine. Aren't you protected? What the fuck? How are you getting how are you getting sick if you're vaccinated? These are the facts. So here's where we stand. The path ahead, even with the Delta variant, is not nearly as bad as last winter. But what makes it incredibly more frustrating is that we have the tools to combat COVID-19 and a distinct minority of Americans supported by a stink minority of elected officials. Whoa. Can you see the despise in his face? He's declaring war. This is going to get really, really ugly, really fast. Pay, pay attention. This is really bad. Are keeping us from turning the corner. These pandemic politics, as I refer to, are, are, make, are making people sick, causing unvaccinated people to die. No unvaccinated people are dying. It's all the vaccinated. That's why they want to hurry up and fucking jab you. So you die too. We cannot allow these actions to stand in the way of protecting the large majority of Americans who have done their part. I want to get back. Yeah, all those people did the right thing. They listened to the government and they listened to us and they obeyed. So they deserve a cookie. You motherfuckers that believe in freedom of choice need to be put down. Back to life as normal. As your president. Back to life as normal. Again, what was normal? Normal is unseeing the truth. Normal is what? Them running the world and you just going nine to five and pretending that this shit isn't happening? Is that normal? What's normal? It was never fucking normal. It was a shit show and people are awake now and they can see it. And what you want to do is have only those that can forget, turn a blind eye and pretend it's not there because they're scared. I'm announcing tonight a new plan to require more Americans to be vaccinated to combat those blocking public health. He has no right to do that. My plan also increases testing, protects our economy. How is he going to increase testing? Let me guess. He's going to grab you on the street. 
You remember what he said? We got to get the testing to see who's infected. And we'll make our kids safer in schools. It consists of six broad areas of action. Fuck your schools. And many specific measures in each that in each of those actions you can read more about in whitehouse.gov. Whitehouse.gov. The measures, these are going to take time to have full impact. But if we implement them, I believe and the scientists indicate that the months ahead, we can reduce the number of unvaccinated Americans. So it's not about COVID. It's reducing the amount of unvaccinated Americans. Again, unvaccinated American. He's literally targeting unvaccinated Americans. Decrease hospitalizations and deaths and allow our children to go to school safely and keep our economy strong by keeping businesses open. This is war. You see it? First, we must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. Oh, okay. Let's see what that is. By force, maybe? With nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. No, it granted the same vaccine under a new name. So the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom. Yeah, four million did it. What started in August? That's right. Fucking school. So that's why they did it, because they felt forced. They needed their job. Fuck my freedom. But like President Biden says, it's not about freedom. Okay, what? Hi. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom. I'm sorry. Let me hear that again. In July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Oh, so we don't have freedom and we're not allowed personal choice. Pay attention. You're not allowed freedom, not allowed personal choice. I told you this shit was getting ugly. You guys are like, ow, I'm not your digital string gang. I'm not your losers telling you someone's coming in to save you, right? I'm the person that has been consistently for years telling you smack down what's, I told you they weren't going to let him win. I told you who was going to announce it. I told you what was happening on January 6th. I've been telling you consistently. Why would you think that this would be not happening? Oh, because it's America. When have facts and your rights mattered? They have not. Hence, there was never a normal. Pay attention. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. And what if I don't want to protect myself? What if I want to run into a field riddled with bullets with no freaking armor? I have that choice because it's my free will. That is my inalienable right. He has no right to tell me what to do. But apparently... He's going to tell me how he does. The people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. Right? Why aren't you wearing sunscreen on the beach just in case some other motherfucker doesn't wear it so you can protect him? My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated. Wait a minute. Did he just say that the Department of Labor is going to be enforcing vaccinations on employees that are over 100, of course, because the small businesses, fuck them. We're going to crush them anyway. So again, what did he say? He's going to have the Department of Labor enforcement. You know, that's going to take a while, right? They're going to have to put out the mandates. They're going to have to set it up. They're going to have to roll it out. So here we are, October. I fucking told you so. Here we are. Huh? This is it. Are you paying attention? You think this is a fun game? You thought that the shit that you're watching happen overseas isn't happening here? No. Or show a negative test at least once a week. 
Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccines. Is it Fox News or gray media? Because I think gray media is forcing their employees to do it. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. And they own all the little stations too. So they're fucking everyone nationwide. It's not about your freedom. You don't get a free, you don't get freedom and free choice. Uh-uh. Oh, you think you're free. Huh. Who told you that? It's not the status quo. Pay attention. It's not the status quo. Not the status quo. Vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. We're going to reduce the spread of COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced We'll be requiring vaccination. He has no authority to do this. Why does anyone think that the president has the authority to tell a private business or deploy the Department of Labor to enforce such shit? Can you see this? Oh, if these fuckers don't stand up with their guns now, they'll never do it. We got to do this. We got to do this. So don't do it. Don't do it. Did I tell you to stay away from rallies? Did I tell you to stay away from shit? Because this stuff will make anyone mad. I'm mad. How are you not mad? I am fucking livid. Okay? This is a civil war. I had a friend call me and he was like, did you see what Biden said? I said, mm, not really. I haven't had time, but snip. He goes, this is going to be war. And I was like, huh, told you that four years ago. Are you? You're the one that was doubting it. You had faith in people that I told you they were already the devil. And so many of you the same. But don't worry. We still win. We just have to hold the line. Because they're not winning. Patients at all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight I'm using no, that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home health care facilities, or other medical facilities. Total of 17 million healthcare workers. If you're seeking care at a health facility, you should be able to know that the people treating you are vaccinated. Simple, straightforward, period. Next, I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch federal employees to be vaccinated. All. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and do business with us, get vaccinated. Well, I guess now I don't have do a business job. With the federal government. I have zero jobs now. My last job is now out the window. The only income that I had on that end, which wasn't much, but it was still, you know, $1,200 is out the window with that. And I did receive the email and I just am ignoring it. And I guess a lot of us are going to be out of a job. Oh, God will provide, I guess, right? Here's where it gets real dirty. So he's telling you no one is free. Vaccinate your workforce. And tonight, I'm removing one of the last remaining obstacles that make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. The Constitution? The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. No one should lose pay in order to get vaccinated or take a loved one to get vaccinated. Today, in total, the vaccine requirements in my plan will affect about 100 million Americans, two thirds of all workers. And for other sectors, I issue this appeal to those of you running large entertainment venues, from sports arenas to concert venues to movie theaters, please require folks to get vaccinated. And there you have it. Once everyone's there, we're gonna have the Vax passport. It's kind of, they wanna bring that in with the turkey for Thanksgiving. You see, you see, see how that works. And you know who are the people that aren't getting vaccinated? I'll tell you who they are the minorities and the faithful, those that have not taken the mark of the beast just yet. Or show a negative test as a condition of entry. 
and to the nation's family physicians, pediatricians, GPs, general practitioners. You're the most trusted medical voice to your patients. Yeah, but the general practitioners also get bonuses if they vaccinate you. And if they're children, they get consistent bonuses as long as their percentage rate is 63%, which and now they will bump up to 80%. So they will no longer see you if you're not vaccinated. You may be the one person who can get someone to change their mind about being vaccinated. Tonight, I'm asking each of you to reach out to your unvaccinated patients over the next two weeks and make a personal appeal to them to get the shot. Yeah, maybe we should tell the doctors to go fuck themselves when they call. America needs your personal involvement in this critical effort. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. The vaccine is FDA approval. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. And you're Wait a minute. He's been patient with us to make a decision that we don't want to take it? Did you hear that? We've been patient and waiting for you losers. But, you know, it's wearing thin now. What's the next step? Forcing us? Is that it? Because you're doing it. You're restricting liberties and their right to life and enjoyment by forcing this. The refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing. But just don't take it from me. Me. Listen to the voices of unvaccinated Americans who are lying in hospital beds, taking their final breath, saying, if only I'd gotten vaccinated. No, they're not. Those are the vaccinated. But you know what? If you got the second COVID vaccine and it's only been 14 days, you're technically unvaccinated because you're not fully vaccinated. So you're unvaccinated, even though they're really vaccinated and dying from the vaccine. But OK, if only it's a tragedy. Please don't let it become yours. Second piece of my plan is continuing to protect the vaccinated. The vast majority of you who've gotten vaccinated. I understand you. We've got the right to say there ain't no way we lose it. This is our life. This is a song. We'll fight the odds to be just. Don't pick a destiny because you don't know us. You don't belong. You're seeking care. Help us. Should we know the people treating you with a vaccine? Simple, straightforward, period. Next, sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch government employees to be vaccinated. All. I'll sign another executive to require federal contractors to do the same. If you want to work with the federal government and businesses, get vaccinated. If you want to do business with the federal government, vaccinate your workforce. And tonight, I'm removing one of the last remaining obstacles to make it difficult for you to get vaccinated. The Department of Labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated. No one should lose pay in order to get vaccinated or take a loved one. Today, Total vaccine requirements in my plan will affect about 100 million Americans, two thirds of all workers. And for other sectors, I issue this appeal to those of you running large entertainment venues, sports arenas, concert venues, movie venues. Please record That's what boosters do. If we're not going to Second piece of my plan is continuing to protect the vaccinated. The vast majority of you who've gotten vaccinated, I understand your anger at those who haven't gotten vaccinated. 
I understand the anxiety about getting a breakthrough case. But as this again, the vaccinated are the target. Are you seeing the boot on your face? This is the boot on your face. Can you see it now? Can you see it now? Again, vaccinated against unvaccinated. He has just drawn a line and given a green light to attack the unvaccinated. Science makes clear if you're fully vaccinated, you're highly protected from severe illness, even if you get COVID-19. In fact, recent data indicates there is only one confirmed positive case per 5,000. Uh, what's going on in West Virginia, but uh, West Virginia is seeing a 26% increase in positive cases of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. We'll read that one more time. West Virginia is seeing a 26% increase in positive cases in people that are fully vaccinated and a 21% increase in breakthrough cases requiring hospitalization for people that are fully vaccinated. We have also seen a 25% increase in deaths of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. Now that's not a 25% increase of, of the total numbers or whatever. It is a 25% increase of deaths of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. I don't know where this man who thinks he's president, I'm sorry, we picked the president, not my president, not listening, and definitely got, not going to take it. You're as safe as possible. And we're doing everything we can to keep it that way. Keep it that way. Keep you safe. That's where boosters come in. The shots that give you even more protection than after your second shot. Now, I know there's been some confusion about boosters, so let me be clear. Last month, our top government doctors announced an initial plan for booster shots for vaccinated Americans. They believe that the booster is likely to provide the highest level of protection yet. Of course, the decision of which booster shots to give, when to start them, and who will give them will be left completely to the scientists at the FDA and the Centers for Disease Control. But while we wait, we've done our part. We bought enough boosters, enough booster shots, and the distribution system is ready to administer them. As soon as they are authorized, those eligible will be able to get a booster right away in tens of thousands of sites across the, it's across the country, for most Americans, at your nearby drugstore, and for free. Third piece of my plan is keeping, and maybe the most important, is keeping our children safe and our schools open. For any parent, it doesn't matter how low the risk of any illness or accident is when it comes to your child or grandchild. Trust me, I know. So, let me speak to you directly. Let me speak to you directly to help ease some of your worries. I'm down to two separate categories. Children ages 12 and older who are eligible for a vaccine now and children ages 11 and under who are not yet eligible. The safest thing for your child 12 and older is to get them vaccinated. They get vaccinated for a lot of things. That's it. Get them vaccinated. As with adults, almost all the serious COVID-19 cases we're seeing among adolescents are in unvaccinated 12 to 17-year-olds, an age group that lags behind in vaccination rates. So parents, please get your teenager vaccinated. What about children under the age of 12 who can't get vaccinated yet? Well, the best way for a parent to protect their child under the age of 12 starts at home. Every parent, every teen sibling, every caregiver around them should be vaccinated. Children have four times higher chance of getting hospitalized if they live in a state with low vaccination rates rather than states with high vaccination rates. Now, if you're a parent of a young child 
you're wondering when will it be when will it be the vaccine available for them i strongly support independent scientific review for vaccine uses for children under 12. we can't take shortcuts with that scientific work but i've made it clear i will do everything within my power to support the fda with any resource it needs to continue to do this as safely and as quickly as possible. The nation's top doctors are committed to keeping the public at large updated on the process so parents can plan. Now to the schools. We know that if schools follow the science and implement the safety measures like testing, masking, adequate ventilation systems as we provided the money for, social distancing, and vaccinations, then children can be safe from COVID-19 in schools. Today, about 90% of school staffs and teachers are vaccinated. We should get that to 100%. My administration has already acquired teachers at the schools run by the Defense Department because I have the authority as president of the federal system, the Defense Department and the Interior Department to get vaccinated. That's authority I possess. Tonight, I'm announcing that we require all of nearly 300,000 educators in the federal HEP paid program, Head Start program, must be vaccinated as well to protect your youngest, our youngest, most precious Americans, and give parents the comfort. And tonight, I'm calling on all governors to require vaccination for all teachers and staff. Some already have done so, but we need more to step up. Vaccination requirements in schools are nothing new. They work. They're overwhelmingly supported by educators and their unions. And all school officials trying to do the right thing by our children. I'll always be on your side. Let me be blunt. My plan also takes on elected officials and states that are undermining you in these life-saving actions. Right now, Local school officials are trying to keep children safe. Holy shit. He's taken out anyone that you've elected that is fighting for your rights. Pay attention. Now he's going into the school board. Pay attention. In a pandemic, while their governor picks a fight with them and even threatens their salaries or their jobs. Talk about bullying in schools. If they'll not help, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. The Department of Education has already begun to take legal action against states undermining protection that local school officials have ordered. Any teacher or school official whose pay is withheld for doing the right thing, we will have that pay restored by the federal government 100%. I promise you, I will have your back. The fourth piece of my plan is increasing testing and masking. From the start, America has failed to do enough COVID-19 testing. In order to better detect and control the Delta variant, I'm taking steps tonight to make testing more available, more affordable, and more convenient. I'll use the Defense Production Act to increase production of rapid tests including those that you can use at home. Well, that production is rampant. Hey, didn't this, the Treasury tell him that he has no money? What is he doing? Where is he getting this from? Up, my administration has worked with top retailers like Walmart, Amazon, and Kroger. And tonight, we're announcing that no later than next week, each of these outlets will start to sell at-home rapid test kits at cost for the next three months. This immediate price reduction for at-home test kits for up to 35% reduction. We'll also expand, expand free testing at 10,000 pharmacies around the country. And we'll commit, we're committing $2 billion to purchase nearly 300 million rapid tests for distribution to community health centers, food banks, schools, so that every American, no matter their income, can access free and convenient tests. This is important to everyone, particularly for a parent or a child 
with a child not old enough to be vaccinated. You'll be able to test them at home, test those around them. In addition, testing, we know masking helps stop the spread of COVID-19. That's why when I came into office, I required masks for all federal buildings and on federal lands, on airlines and other modes of transportation. Today, tonight, I'm announcing that the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA, will double the fines on travelers that refuse to mask. If you break the rules, be prepared to pay. And by the way, show some respect. The anger you see on television toward flight attendants and others doing their job is wrong, it's ugly. The fifth piece of my plan is protecting our economic recovery. Because of our vaccination program and the American Rescue Plan, which we passed early in my administration, we've had record job creation for a new administration. Economic growth unmatched in 40 years. We cannot let unvaccinated do this progress, undo it, turn it back. So tonight, I'm announcing additional steps to strengthen our economic recovery. We'll be expanding COVID-19 economic injury disaster loan programs. That's a program that's going to allow small businesses to borrow up to $2 million from the current 500000 to keep going if COVID-19 impacts on their sales. These low-interest long-term loans require no repayment for two years and we can use to hire and retain workers, purchase inventory, or even pay down higher cost debt racked up since the pandemic began. I'll also be taking additional steps to help small businesses stay afloat during the pandemic. Sixth, we're gonna to continue to improve the care of those who do get COVID-19. Okay, I just wanted to end it right there. So he just said, that there's going to be money for people who are gonna stay afloat during the pandemic. So he's expecting another lockdown. Pay attention. On that note, have a great evening, guys, because we're about to shake shit up. In early July, I announced the deployment of surge response teams. These are teams comprised of experts from the Department of Health and Human Services, the CDC, the Defense Department, and the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, to areas in the country that need help to stem the spread of COVID-19. Since then, the federal government has deployed nearly 1,000 staff, including doctors, nurses, paramedics, into 18 states. Today, I'm announcing that the Defense Department will double the number of military health teams that they'll deploy to help their fellow Americans and hospitals around the country. Additionally, we're increasing the availability of new medicines recommended by real doctors, not conspiracy theories. The monoclonal antibody treatments have been shown to reduce the risk of hospitalization by up to 70% for unvaccinated people at risk of developing severe, severe disease. We've already distributed 1.4 million courses of these treatments to save lives and reduce the strain on hospitals. Tonight, I'm announcing we'll increase the average pace of shipment across the country of free monoclonal antibody treatments by another 50%. Before I close, let me say this. Communities of color are disproportionately impacted by this virus. And as we continue to battle COVID-19, we will ensure that equity continues to be at the center of our response. We'll ensure that everyone is reached. My first responsibility as president is to protect the American people and make sure we have enough vaccine for every American, including enough boosters for every American to the food to get one. We also know this virus transcends borders. That's why even as we execute this plan at home, we need to continue fighting the virus overseas, continue to be the arsenal of vaccines. We're proud to have donated nearly 140 million vaccines over 90 countries, more than all other countries combined. 
including Europe, China, and Russia combined. That's American leadership on the global stage. And that's just the beginning. We've also now started to ship another 500 million COVID vaccines, Pfizer vaccines, purchased to donate to 100 lower income countries in need of vaccines. And I'll be announcing additional steps to help the rest of the world later this month. As I recently released the, the key parts of my pandemic preparedness plan so that America can caught flat footed as a new pandemic comes into as it will. Next month, I'm also going to release a plan in greater detail. So let me close with this. We have so we've made so much progress during the past seven months of this pandemic. The recent increases in vaccinations in August already are having an impact in some states where case counts are dropping in recent days. Even so, we For the things we've done and left undone For the ways we've wandered from your heart Forgive us, we pray Forgive us, we pray For the idols we on your throne for the loves we choose above your own forgive us we pray forgive us we pray Yeah.